Hello and welcome back to the Foundations podcast episode series. My name is Teddy Friedman and today we will be talking about the ins and outs of music distribution. I chose this because of my passion about learning how it affects artists on labels and labels itself. I'm going to share some of my favorite things about the process of distribution and speak to some professionals. I've been surrounded by music my whole life. That massive wave of nonstop music was caused by my parents who both work in the music industry. My mom at Big 98 WSIX, Sirius XM, and many before, and my dad at UMG's Nashville offices, who previously worked at Sony Music and more. Through research and exploration, I have found out the timeline behind the band writing to a song to being streamed on your phone. I have found out why people need a music distributor. I have answered the question why music distribution speaks to me. And we have also learned who decides what music gets played on the radio. That's a very entertaining question to answer, at least for me. I hope it is for you guys. So yeah, let's get into that. To learn more about this, I interviewed my parents, Amy Page and David Friedman, two people in the music industry. For our first guest today, I'll be talking to David Friedman. He is the Vice President of Promotions at Universal Music Group. How are you doing today, David? I'm well, Teddy. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you for considering my feelings. It's great to be here. My topic for the Foundations Project that I chose is music distribution and mainly how does music get to me. So I have a couple questions for you. Uh, One of the questions is, what is the timeline of steps from a band writing a song to a song being streamed on your phone or being sent into the music distributor? How long would that normally take? Is it like a year, a month, or does it depend? Well, I think it varies on from the moment of how quickly the, let's say, the, the, um, the treadmill uh, operates. Uh, if you write and record a song very quickly and you're a superstar artist, uh, you can get it out into the marketplace or you have all the tools and the ability and opportunity to get it to the marketplace very quickly. Sometimes if you're a new and struggling band, um, the the process can take a while. Uh, Obviously, there's all sorts of distribution channels. My company, Universal Music Group, just represents one of the companies and one of the channels, Um, but uh, it it varies uh, project to project, song to song, artist to artist. I would say um, that it could happen as quickly as a week if you're an independent artist uh, and maybe use independent channels Um, but at a major company uh, where um, getting the getting a massive audience to hear your music be familiar with your music uh, even before it's released uh, sometimes that can take a little bit longer especially when you're talking about multiple artists on on a roster like ours where we have 30 different artists that are all competing for their music to be released and exposed. Thank you very much for answering that question. Uh, one more question. Why do you smell like <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> the next question that I have for you is why do people need a music distributor? Because uh, from being familiar with some aspects of music distribution, self-releases do exist. and. It doesn't necessarily need to have a release distributed by somebody else. Right. And it doesn't have to be signed to a label. So why do you need to have a music distributed in the first place? Well, I think it all depends on what you're trying to do. If you're an independent artist and you're you're fine with sort of releasing your music, maybe it doesn't fit naturally or conveniently in a box of being a country 
project or artist or being a pop or a rock or an alternative or a jazz. Um, and if you have a, a loyal fan base or even if you're building a fan base and you're trying to get something going, having a, a self-release could make sense. However, if you're with a company like ours uh, and Universal is, is uh, one of the uh, the, we're the largest uh, international music uh, company and conglomerate, but Sony Music, Warner Brothers Music, uh, there are others. Um, you got to remember, not just putting music out on a streaming service or online, that's just, that's not the only priority for a lot of artists. Uh, one of the other things that we do is provide services to get an artist uh, exposed on the radio, to get articles written about them in magazines, to get uh, them exposed on the web, to help with their social media platforms, to also get them on television shows. Those are also uh, distribution avenues and they provide exposure and increase the demand, the idea being the more familiar somebody is with a song or an artist, the more they are, are comfortable with it, the, the, the more they like it, the more they are likely to consume it, which would be, be to stream it or to purchase it digitally or even to go to a record store or bookstore and buy a physical copy, whether it be CD or album. So that would be sort of the reason why somebody would want to come to us. There are all sorts of examples of self-releases that then became big um, hits. Old Town Road from last year's uh, Little Nas X, I think is probably the best example of that. And, and that's something that was released independently and then very quickly um, got people's attention. And then Sony did a uh, deal with Little Nas X, gave him a big advance, and the song became a, a hit. But what the larger company did provide was a support system for all those other avenues by which to help a song and an artist and their music get exposed on a much bigger level, and then uh, distribution was there to support all that exposure and help the music get to the people on their phones, in their cars, etc. Thank you very much, David. It was great having you on the show today. Thanks, Teddy. It's good to chat with you. Now we're going to talk to a professional who's on the radio. It goes by Amy Page. She is on Big 98 WSIX, so feel free to tune in on that station to hear some good country, some country jams. Um, thank you for being here very much. Thank you. So I have a quick question for you. Okay. You play the music on the radio, right? And everyone hears the music on the radio, but who decides what music is going to be played on the radio? Um, my boss does. I have, there are actually a couple people who are involved in the process. So, um, we have a program director and the program director really oversees most of the decisions when it comes to what goes on air at the station. He works very closely with the music director. Um, the music director is the one that really puts the music in order. Like when you hear a song on the radio, it is specifically put there, whether it's because of the tempo or it's because of the gender of the artist, um, but everything is very intentional, so my, the program director ultimately ends up choosing the music that goes on the radio. 
So after learning about how there were multiple types of distributors, would you classify the musical, the music director as a type of distributor? I think the, the music director definitely has input. Uh, a lot of times if you have a, a good team, it's really the program director and the music director work together. So chances are they have different tastes, which is good. You want to take those all into consideration when trying to figure out which song more people would like. And they discuss selling points and what they like about it. And, together. In our business, the music director and the program director actually meet on a weekly basis and they review a lot of the the songs that we're already playing to see if we're playing them enough. And then they also go through a lot of the new music that's coming out. So it's a it's an ongoing process that is, a, it, again, it happens on a weekly basis where they review and then they listen to new. Um, but they, they really work very closely together and come up with a really great way of distributing it. One last quick question. How much is enough to be played on the radio? Well, it depends, because um, there is such a thing as too much, for sure. Um, you want to play it enough where it makes an impact on people's lives, so whether it creates um, joy for them or um, it creates some sort of emotion, it, it evokes emotion. So you'll know, I mean, people will call in and request a song if they want to hear it more. Um, and then people will obviously call and say, hey, I'm getting sick of this song, I'm hearing it so much. But enough is when I think a person becomes familiar with the words and they're able to sing along with it. Okay, thank you very much. And we hope to have you back on this Foundations podcast once again. Oh, looking forward to it. Thank you. See, now you must be wondering, hey, Teddy, why are you doing this podcast? You could have picked anything. Why music distribution? Well, that's because I am a producer. I make all types of genres, but mainly EDM. Being a producer, it's very helpful to learn about music distribution, who, what companies you can trust with music distribution, and you have to learn about what it is. So... That's basically the personal reason behind this podcast. I will drop my socials in the description below. Uh, Shameless plug here. So thank you very much for tuning in. And next time you guys are in for a little headspin for the next podcast, we're going to be talking about breakdancing with my good buddy Gus. So thank you guys for tuning in and see you next time.